what's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the best in custom computing building, whether it's for your gaming needs, streaming needs, creative needs, music needs, whatever it could be. Dark Fusion Systems has the custom PC for you. You get $100 off your entire building code CPPOD at darkfusionsystems.com. Link for the podcast below. Thank you guys. They also have a brand new keyboard that's coming out. So go check that out because I knew when I got to replace this one I got here and I'm getting that one. Now it's that future presentation. We're going back to the Canadian hardcore scene and a band has been consistently brought up as a suggestion to us. Bad Bet is here and we have a lot of fun on this one. Crack open Miller High Life and enjoy. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. In 2023, we put a huge, gigantic spotlight on the Canadian hardcore scene, bringing on some great bands like Rust, um, Fight on Sight. There's probably a couple more that are on top of my head right now that I'm already forgetting. But I always would like to ask for more suggestions for bands to get into from the scene. And this band right here was a consistent one that kept coming up from everybody. All the way from Hamilton, right in the heart of this Canadian hardcore scene. They're bringing hardcore music right to your face. And you're not going to want to miss out on it in 2024, whether you're in Canada or maybe even in the U.S. too. <gasps> oh, yeah. So please welcome Kyle and Jonah from the band Bad Bet to the podcast. So, gentlemen, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it is a pleasure to finally get this working with you guys, have you guys in the podcast after so many bands recommended you. And when I always ask for three artists that they'd recommend, you guys were probably the most recommended artists. So that yeah, says dude. a whole lot about you from the other members of the scene really just getting behind you guys. No, that's well, that's very kind of them. Yeah. Thank you to those the the those guys, the homies. Yeah, you also you also interviewed uh Built on Blood. Yeah, that's uh, right. Our friends Cool and Christian. Cool actually plays bass in Bad Bad as well. So there's even more of a connection here. So we can go back to the bad or the the built on blood episode, and you can jump to the bad bet one, and we can go back and forth, and you're not going to miss out on anything. You're going to get some of the greatest stuff ever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's one, it's one big happy family around here. That's yeah. kind of what I've noticed, especially from just talking with all the different bands in the scene. Of course, I've got many more to go and many more I still want to talk to. But it seems like, especially from the hardcore scene that you guys have cultivated, everyone is just one big gigantic family that when we talk about rock and metal or any of the scenes there, we always want to have it as that family vibe. But when it comes to putting it into practice, this Canadian hardcore scene you guys cultivated really shows it. And it's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's it's it's. I'd, I'd say a little smaller here. So you kind of, you gotta, you gotta do your best to like be cool with everybody. And then also just like try and be welcoming for new people to come in and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's a bit smaller. Uh, I feel like things are just a little more tight knit. Everyone's friends with everyone. There's yeah. there's no like cliques or anything for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> I mean, you're always going to have little clicks that pop up anywhere just with a group, group of people. I mean, think about if you're in like high school or something, it's you're going to have those crazy groups of like, oh, my God, we, we can't associate with that group because they're not cool or whatnot. Nah, when it comes to music, especially with these local music scenes, if you have those like established clicks, which I've seen in some other local scenes, then it's like there's a constant competition between them and they're just bringing each other down. Then instead of, you know, trying to raise the scene up altogether as one and create this overall realm where when people look at it or people think about it, then there's always a positivity, not only behind the interactions that people have, 
the uh, experiences that people have at these shows, but also the music that's coming out of it as well. We're seeing a lot of positivity coming out of like the Australian metalcore scene right now, just because of how crazy everything is. And I always equate that scene to what you guys have going on in Canada right now with the hardcore scene. You guys, I would say, are a little bit further behind in terms of overall prominence, just given the fact that Australian metalcore scene has been really growing for the past, like, you know, 15, 20 years. When it comes to Canadian hardcore, especially in the Hamilton area, when I talked with Rob from Russ, it was like once the pandemic broke, that's when everything started to really get going. So you guys have a ways to go to get to that point as a scene. But because you guys are so closely knit, tight knit, welcoming, have that family vibe, not really clicking around each other, just like having these small little groups. It's creating that moment where when people think about the Canadian hardcore scene, it's all positivity and the quality of music you guys are putting out there is just insane. Yeah, no, that's that's a fact for sure. Yeah, um, I feel like Ontario has always been a nice little haven for uh, just talented musicians and of any genre. Um, growing up, it was uh, insane to me that so many cool bands came out of like uh, a radius of like an hour drive. You know? Yeah, like there's there's a uh... There is a lot, especially like like what Rob was saying, like after the pandemic, it kind of is like blown up. Like there's just, it seems there's, like there's, yeah. there's bands just popping up like constantly, which is pretty sick because it's a lot of like younger kids too that are, you know, like they're in the, the last little bit um, since shows started happening again. Like they've gone to shows and like been like, shit, like I want to start a band too. This looks fucking rad you know like, yeah it's not rocket science like i can do this <laughs> yeah yeah so like it's cool it's cool so you guys are just creating that overall welcoming experience but at the same time that inspiring place as well where people can just come to the shows and especially the younger generation that's always the key too because of course you know as we continue to get older and you guys probably feel this as well i feel it's the same way where when it comes to just trying to get into newer things it takes all because we're so established in what we know it's maybe a little bit more taxing in terms of mental preparation, mental capacity to trying to get into something new because you have so many other adult responsibilities that you got to deal with. So fuck that shit. But I think it was, there was a study that said like, you know, when you're like 14 years old, that's when you really like are most into that kind of music and you're getting that like musical identity really in there. So when you're in that younger age range, you're more open to those experiences and more open to the influences that could happen in a positive light. So if you have kids coming to these shows and think, hey, we can do this. And now they're starting bands, they're getting the music and they're becoming part of that family in a different capacity than just being a fan. Then you guys are doing an incredible job to not only foster a great scene, but make sure it continues to grow as the years go on. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's insane to me how many kids, uh, our, our friend Jordan is 16 years old and drums in a, a band called 100% Pure. And he's phenomenally talented. He plays drums, plays guitar, um, and he's like chill he's a cool guy to hang yeah. with i wish i was like like yeah at his age yeah yeah man and like with like there's a whole group of kids like that and um yeah like the blood race kids the, like it, it's just like it seems like there's a lot of like like mid like mid like middle year kind of like high school kids like maybe like grade 11 mm -hmm. so like 15 16 17 that are starting these bands but they're like it's not like your high school level band like they're actually 
really good musicians. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they're coming from. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely the, like the future is bright. Is what yeah, we're yeah, to say. The future yeah, is bright for sure. Yeah. The future is bright. You can thank a couple of places for that. One, you can probably thank the internet for that too, because there's a lot of there's a lot more you know resources out there that kids can learn this stuff, practice Definitely. this, and see how things are done. An example with YouTube tutorials. Secondly, the availability of music and the availability to connect with people. As the pandemic showed us, you know, even though it's not the most optimal, you can write and work on music over these freaking Zoom calls. Not optimal, but you can do it. And third, again, the inspiration of bands that you're seeing in your local scene. And you want to have that drive. You're like, I want to be as good as them. I want to be better than them. But it's a drive not only not to beat them, but to be better yourself and to use these other bands in the scene as like a catalyst for you guys to get better. So then everyone's trying to feed off of each other to get even better as musicians, as performers, just overall as people. And then boom, you got this scene that's going to be fostering itself and continuing to grow and thrive for shoot 10, 20, maybe even 30 years. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And like you, you mentioned the term uh, competition earlier. And um, in, in the past, like I've been playing in bands for like 10 years. And in the past, I've noticed a lot of like unhealthy competition, a lot of like, I don't know, like people putting each other down, people talking behind other people's backs. Um, and at this point, it, like the um, the scene um, that we're a part of, and um, I'm sure even broader than that, mm-hmm. uh seems very supportive it's it's healthy competition like we see bands out there killing it doing really cool stuff fucking bring in their their a game and we're like yo we need to do the same thing not in a not in a we need to be better than them or need to like like you, you know like get one up on them but like we need to like you know like reach that you know like we want to get on that rising tides too. raise yeah. all ships you know like yeah yeah you know, like, there's a band uh there's a band out here another like uh uh younger like they've been a band for a while but they're they're younger dudes and stuff um mile in like they um like there's been bands from out here that have gotten visas and stuff like that to come down to the states but in the last like year or so they've really been hustling they've been hitting the ground yeah yeah, got their visas uh have been playing a lot of shows in the states in the last little bit and like like i think that because it's like the process itself is a bit tedious it's like it's like a lot of bands maybe shy away from doing it or we'll just kind of like find other ways to get down, I guess you could say. But like, it's just like they kind of, at least out in our area, like in like our immediate kind of like circle of homies and shit like that, they were like probably the the more first ones that, like I said, that like we're close with that like, uh, you know, did all the shit and have just been like taking it seriously, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we're like, we're like, fuck, like we gotta, we want to do that shit too. Like it looks fun, you know, like, and, and we're not getting any younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of us are getting any younger. Oh dear God. Did we just say that? Jesus Christ. All right. Get, get the walkers, get the wheelchairs, get the, uh, get the, you know, milk and magnesia. You put us in the home or something. God damn it. Just thinking about that. But uh, just kind of thinking about, you know, when it comes to getting visas as well, I think another reason why bands might shy away from that too is just not only just the long process it takes, but also two other reasons. One, the potential for rejection because there might be certain attributes you have to hit in order to make sure you can come to the U.S. that if you don't hit those and you're going to get rejected, then that time is is spent and you could have been using that time to do something else. Plus the money that might be involved in getting something like that done too. Do you really want to spend the money on that and take that chance? 
or do you want to spend that money somewhere else and maybe play a couple other shows or do a couple other things with your music within Canada at that point in time? I recently talked with uh, Tom Kylie from the band Patient 67 over in Australia about this, and he's like, it's the exact same thing. They tried to come over to the U.S., and it was they tried putting everything together, but they didn't have – like, in the end, the money would have just taken over and over and over, and then they would have put them even further back. You have to kind of find a way to make that work in a certain way, or you have to find a way where you can take that chance. And if that chance doesn't work out, it's not going to set you back financially as a band that's trying to not only continue to thrive and grow, but get to that point where you can be willingly going over to the U.S. or all these other places willy-nilly without worrying about, you know, visa issues or how much money it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah. Like... The, the thing is, yeah, like, it's, it's a, there's a barrier, you know? Yeah, you, you can only play, like, so, like, it, it, because of, like, how big Canada is, like, geographically, like... It doesn't make sense to, like... It's hard to hit, tour to hit the road, like, <laughs> yeah. the same as, like, the same as in America, you can hit three different cities in a state potentially you know like in we could and probably a state is, get is, to milwaukee is, in like a weekend right whereas like it it takes us like eight hours to get to montreal which is like the next province over yeah you know yeah and like on the other hand if we were to head west to the next province over which is manitoba that takes like it takes a day forever without crossing down into america yeah yeah, because I was going to say, if you want to do like a weekend run, what you could probably do is you could, you know, drive in on Friday, play a show here in Milwaukee on Friday, drive south and play a show in Chicago an hour and a half away on Saturday, get closer to home, rip the show in Detroit on Sunday, and you can drive through the night on on Sunday and be home before the sun comes up on Monday. This is exactly what we were talking yeah, about. Like, literally, but yeah, literally. Yeah. Because like, Detroit, we like, uh, they're, I think it's like about two and a half hours from from where we are roughly yeah, so it's not an it's not a bad drive but like for for example like where we are right now we're we're an hour and a half from buffalo you know so Mm -hmm. it's like and then it's just like the doors just open up when you can can go down there because it starts to make sense to actually do weekend runs where like i was saying it's like you can do a weekend run and like here and and uh like it's way hard it's way harder to make it work yeah you drive to montreal and there's a sick scene in montreal like a really cool scene out there um and then like like ottawa is starting to like from what i've seen yeah it's starting to yeah to have some shit going on which is like that's ottawa is like four hours from here yeah five hours something but that's like that's Um, still in ontario so it's like just to to give perspective (laughs) it's like you could what's i'm pretty sure buffalo to like ohio is four hours and then you you're driving through pennsylvania right so yep. it's like you know it's like it's like where we're here it's like you're you're just dry, you're still in ontario you're, 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 you're in the forest like there's nothing <laughs> like yeah it's even there like. yeah because yeah, i'm trying to think i had to go to my this is 2021 i went to a buddy's wedding in erie pennsylvania and that was about seven seven and a half to eight hours away and in between there, if me, if we wanted to, like thinking about show wise, I would have started out in Milwaukee because that's where I'm from. Could have hit Chicago. Could have, if I wanted to, you know, I could have hit Grand Rapids, Michigan. I could have gone to Detroit. Could have gone to Cleveland. Go to Pennsylvania, and I'm like two hours away from Buffalo at that point. Like yeah. I'm not. It's it's not that far to go. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's way as, to connect the dots down there than it is up here. We got way bigger lines between those cities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, plus with you guys too, it's kind of interesting where where you guys are located. If you go east, if you if you like you drive southeast and you go to Buffalo, 
Now you have more than you even have the eastern part of the United States to really hit. You could go to Boston, you can go to New York, Philadelphia, hit everything in Pennsylvania. But if you come through Detroit, now it's like you can hit Detroit. You could go into Ohio, you could go into Chicago, come up to Milwaukee. There's a ways that you can make it work where compared to where you guys are, it makes a lot of sense where, yeah, Canada is a big place. It's got a lot of geography behind it. So there's a lot of land to cover, but there's the population is much further spread out in terms of where these major places you are could hit. So it's not as conducive to hit every single place in a weekend run that you could because you don't want to spend all that money in gas just to drive six hours to a show and then quickly have to pack up and drive to the next one, which might be another five hours away. Yeah. So like that's kind of the cool thing is like we, we, um, I mean, like I was saying in Montreal, they have like a really, really cool thing going on down there. And like, like we'll we'll try and make like uh because we got homies and stuff out there so we'll make like a little you know weekend vacation out of it but but ottawa is like two hours away from montreal so it's like you can go and play like you could go like play montreal on the on the uh say like the friday and then you could play saturday in ottawa or whatever you know like depending on how you do it and then it's just like if you wanted to you could play hamilton on the on the Sunday. And there's like, you know? and like, I don't want to discredit, like there are cities in between, you For know, sure, yeah, like yeah. you can play Kingston, right? Yeah. Um, it's just like harder to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cause different cities have different, almost like different, like there's not a hardcore. The scene's just not as big. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've literally played um, a city called Kingston. And uh, this was a long time ago, like eight years ago. Yeah, because you did all the way to the west, co- like the east coast. You, yeah, yeah, you did all the east coast. But um, we we finished our set in Kingston, and like the the music ended, and from the very back of the bar, we had a bunch of locals just like, "Thank God that's over." <laughs> <laughs> and there must have been only like thirty kids at the show, you know, like so it's like oh, it makes us feel great that there was a dozen locals hating us at the back. <laughs> hey, but it's a dozen locals that end up listening to your music and spent money, you know, at the bar during that time. So now yeah. who's laughing now? Who's laughing? <laughs> yeah. But again, it, I'll say, but it does stand a reason too. Cause even here in the U S it's like, yeah, we have certain, you know, cities where it's going to be better to play a certain style of music than it is in other places. Of course you get like the super big metropolitan areas. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, where you can go there no matter what kind of music you play and you're going to find a a scene that's going to be there that's going to be there to support you. But at the same time, it's what other regions within the U.S. are going to be more viable to really play that kind of style music, especially from hardcore. But where you guys are, you guys have that advantage because it's either going to be on the East Coast or the Midwest. And again, the base, where you're going to start in those places, Buffalo, boom, perfect place to start the East Coast with. Start one the want to start the Midwest, boom, Detroit, and you have the rest of the space open for you in places that you can go to. Maybe some cities that might not be the biggest, but you're going to find people that are going to be that they're going to support this kind of music just based off of the geographic region of the U.S. that you're close to. It, it it is kind of in a good spot for you guys. But have I know we talked about this right before you started, but What's the story like with you guys trying to get to the U.S. right now? How has that all been going? Um, it's going well. Like it, it's a process. It, it's yeah. a long process. Um, but it's something that we've been talking about since we started the band. We started the band last year, and uh, or just over a year ago now at this point. Yeah. But um, it was it wasn't the number one goal when we started, but very quickly 
um, as things became more and more real, it's like, hey, why not try it, right? Yeah. And um, we've been in talks about doing it for a long time, and we've had we, you know, there's steps of the process, but um, at this point, we're kind of just like waiting on paperwork and waiting on things to finalize, yeah. and uh, hopefully, we'll be playing uh the U.S. in the spring. Yeah, like I mean, because we were very fortunate, like um, in the sense that like we. We had a lot of like friends who I guess were like down with like even even before there was music to hear, like they were just kind of down with like people were very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were just down with the idea and stuff like that. So we we were fortunate in the sense that we got when we came up with like a, a set that we could play that was like, you know, like worth people's time, like um people put us on pretty quickly and we were able to play Montreal like I think third, a month after our first show. Our third show was in Montreal. Yeah. And it was like, like sold out and yeah, so it's like crazy. Yeah. It's it's just like that that's that kind of like I guess that part of it is also kind of why we're like fuck it, let's just try because like, you know, it's it's like there's definitely like my other band, like we've we've I guess been a band now for probably like two, almost three, three years. years now. And we've, we've only just started to like, uh, do tiptoe around not here. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this, it could just bite us in the ass because like, we might just be jumping the gun like too quick, but I don't know. We, we all just, want to come play down there so it's well like it's kind of i'll say what's well, kind of the difference between it, take a look at what's going on in the world today where everyone focuses in on you know when it comes to a band size everyone focusing on the spotify metrics everyone focusing on how many monthly listeners you got how much songs you got on what what's all this streaming like what's your follows like and everything but that yeah. doesn't actually equate to people buying tickets and showing up at shows 100%. and what it's and i mean what you're saying you know you played your third show in montreal and it was a sold out show that you guys end up playing. That says something to the not only the quality of the music, but also the pull that you guys are able to have. So when it comes to coming over to the US, of course, with your first time coming over, you're probably gonna also want to be attached to somebody else that's gonna have some sort of pull in the US as well, just to make sure that that continues on. But it still stands to reason where you guys can bring these other pieces up as hey, when we've gone to other markets within Canada as well that are further away from us. We've been actually very successful in a live setting because people are finding out about what our live shows are like. People find out about what the experience is like, and they want to be a part of that. They don't want to sit on the sidelines and say, nah, bad bets coming. I'm okay. You're, they're making it as bad bets coming. Get my fucking ticket right now because I got to go smashy, smashy, happy in the pit. I mean, in all fairness, like, I think like there, there was, it had a lot to do like those shows doing so well because like, Fight on Sight took us. Um, we played with Bruiserweight. I live with Kennedy. Kennedy's right here from Fight on Sight. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah, this is the same location that you had. I totally didn't even realize that. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, Bye, Ken. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, like, um, they they brought us out. And then, like, uh, there's a band called Bruiserweight that's out there. And, like, they... Uh, they're doing like super good. Um, Desecrate was, yeah. Desecrate was supposed to play. Um, but yeah, like there was a lot of like really strong local bands that 
that definitely like yeah like we're fortunate to be on this line yeah like, like don't it, get me wrong it, yeah. It, yeah it wasn't by any means like we were like the ones bringing the draw like we just we kind of lucked out on yeah. but that's kind of what we're talking about where it's just like the people that you know like like our friends and stuff that were you know playing the show or like putting together this show were like yeah like i think like this will be cool like you guys should come type of thing and like i guess just believed in like the what idea we were doing and stuff yeah, yeah. That, like, that was before we had any music out so it was it was definitely we were very fortunate for for that one there, but yeah. But then again, that also speaks to the rising tide raises all ships because it's it's like what we spoke about right at the beginning of this. The other people in the scene are believing in you guys and they're taking you out there. They're showing you, hey, we're gonna put our own stamp behind of approval behind Bad Bet. You guys got to go check them out and. Then people show up because, of course, there might be other bands they want to go see. But when they leave, they still know the name Bad Bet. They know what time they had. They know what the music felt made them feel like. And if it's something that's going to give them that absolute positive, like, adrenaline rush during the show, they're going to think about that the next day. They're going to think about that the next week. When they see your name, that's what's going to pop into their heads. And that's what they're going to connect the dots to. So they're going to feel so great about that. Whenever they see you come by next, they're not going to miss out on a chance to go see you guys play. Hopefully, hopefully, and, like, <laughs> and it's been going well so far. And like, like I said, we we're vo- very fortunate that we have friends in very talented, good bands that yeah. that they just fuck with what we're doing, and yeah. um, and uh, I, we appreciate it so much. Yeah, like, like I don't like. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything. But like, <laughs> we're just, we're just, we're just doing it. We're just. We're just trying to do the thing to have fun and, you know, like, we just want to put out good music, like, at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's cool that people are, are digging it, you know, in that yeah. sense. It's bad bet. They take having fun seriously. <laughs> yeah. You, you get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say for that, that's kind of one thing I looked at with a lot of different bands when it comes to the quality of music. It's when they take the music seriously, or but it's like they take the music seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously. Because it's like they're ta- you're taking your craft seriously. You want to put out the best music you possibly can, pour your heart and soul into it, pour all your emotions into it, pour all your aggression, rage, whatever it might be. But then when it comes to just the whole entire process of you're an artist, you're a musician, the amount of people that wish they were doing something like this or had the courage to do something like this, you guys are just having fun with it and you're taking life to the fullest at that point. That's what happens when we get those shows where people just let loose, have a blast, you're up on stage and you create the best presence possible because you're having so much fun with it. You're actively enjoying it while taking the music part of it incredibly seriously where you're not missing on it. I think about like a band like Electric Callboy. Their music is absolutely ridiculous, but look at what they've done with it. It's something where people are connecting because they're connecting with how much they're having fun with it, but you listen to the music, it's catchy. It's got a lot of different pieces to it that people are getting down with. So they're taking that part of it seriously, but then they're just having to be in goofballs the whole entire time wearing beetle wigs saying how they got the moves and going da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And people love it. And now they're selling out like 4,000 cap venues in the U.S., now, when it comes to you guys, where you get to that point, maybe, who knows? Hardcore could just end up blowing up again and just be a huge thing. We got bands like Knock Loose that are playing in front of that size crowd. Hell, Knock Loose will go and play Coachella, where you never would think they'd play a venue like that or a festival like that. And people are absolutely loving it. Yeah. I mean, and like, that's that's kind of the thing, right? Is like, it's it's that's what's so sweet about this time. You know, it's like, right now, it's kind of like, where I feel like is before you, you would you would join a band, you're like, you know, like you really hope for like 
it would be cool if if we got that big break type of thing but it's like it's like in reality it's probably you're just playing you're just playing a couple local shows and shit but now it's like even those local shows well, back back in the day we were a little they were no little, but i mean now like I mean, oh no, I, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry what i mean is just before now it's now it's a crazy time like uh it's but but that's what i'm saying is like now it's like you can you can start a band you could you could you don't know really know where it's gonna go because there's so many things just happening right now it's just like a very and, cool time and you can to, say what you want about like i don't know like music industry and and like labels getting involved and all of that like uh everyone's favorite band eventually sells out you know but um it's it's cool because uh like what's going on not selling out but like you know like just the fact that there's ears there's this many ears on um on this kind of music yeah like there's opportunities now yeah that didn't exist yeah properly um or in this way uh however many years ago yeah and it's not like uh I don't want us to come off like it's like a we're a opportunity hungry, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like it's cool to see that like it's it's like all the generations before have put in all of this work to like make this a thing that people actually like you know like appreciate and, and yeah like, yeah know, like and, it's, it's all it's like this shit is very important to us. Yeah. Like, it, in, like me and Kyle have been going to shows since we were, like, teenagers and, uh, like, have loved this kind of music for just as long, you know? Um, yeah, so it's cool to see. It's yeah. It's cool to see. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta have fun with it. You can't be taking yourself too seriously because, like, there's so many fucking tears to this shit in terms of, like, like, just, like, how far bands can go and stuff like that and if like you're at like the level that like we're at right now and you're like you gotta fucking stick up your ass and you're like i'm I'm a fucking rock star you know it's just like man yeah people need to be brought down a peg sometimes (laughs) (laughs) like you know i don't know it's 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 you gotta have fun with it or else yeah it's just like, yeah we're not trying to, we're not trying to be rock stars here like yeah, we're just we're just, normal, we're just normal guys just like good time man. yeah yeah play music <laughs> yeah well, one thing i've noticed especially when it comes to like m- you know growing musicians local scenes it's when you get people that have that, that that like stick up their ass where they think they're the absolute rock stars it's yeah you might feel like you're the rock star of that tier but that's where you're gonna stay because who the heck's going to want to work with someone that thinks they're so much above, better and beyond where they actually are. And the people that are trying to work within you got work within that and work with them, perform with them, play with them in shows and whatnot. And you're going to act like a total dick because you think you're better than them. Yeah. Then very rarely do people like that continue to grow and grow and grow. They usually stay right at that same spot. But if you guys are willing to have fun with it and just continue to grow, have a blast with it then that's where a lot of the fun comes in. That's where a lot of that collaboration comes in. And that's where all these other bands are going to want to go out on the road with you guys, perform with you guys, because they know it's going to be a great time regardless. And what you're talking about when it comes to, you know, take a look at it now, it seems like that opportunity to potentially maybe get signed, you know, make money off of this and make this your full-time life life pursuit, basically. It seems a lot more likely and viable than it did compared to maybe pre-pandemic or even earlier before that when a bunch of other bands were trying to do this and it was a lot less likely and a number of reasons for that is because you know the internet's such a much bigger thing the barrier to entry to get your music into the ears of so many people 
is a lot less than it was 10, 15 years ago because of how much more prominent social media is, how much more prevalent streaming is, and how bands can do this or artists can do this independently and don't have to depend on a label. Of course, their you know, label can help and really help, but at the same time, it's not necessary. We're seeing a lot of bands go independent to pursue something like this. And so many of the bands that had come before you guys laid the groundwork for these scenes and, of course, always grew in the scenes as the time kept changing. Bands in the 90s were not doing the same things as bands in the 2000s. Bands in the 2000s were not doing the same thing as the 2010s pre-pandemic. And then now you guys post-pandemic are doing things differently as well. But the key what you guys are doing, and I think it goes back to, again, what we talked about earlier is not only are you taking that scene and building it up, continue to build it up and creating this whole entire family vibe around it, but you're actively inspiring the next generation of kids that are going to be performing these bands that are going to be the next bands in the scene over the next five to 10 years and really showing them the way too, because now they feel like they can go and do this stuff. They have the inspiration to go and do this stuff. That's the key to a great scene. And again, it's just the viability and the feeling that that is possible to grab something like that. It's inspiring so many more people to give something like this a shot when, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they might not have because they were too afraid of not making it and then settle for a full-time desk job that's going to make them miserable for the rest of their lives. Maybe oh, speaking from experience on that a little bit, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, just, I just chose a trade instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah. Fuck it. I don't know, man. Like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's just, it's cool to see that like the, 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 the younger kids and stuff like that, they're just kind of like, I'm not going to say that they're not like nervous about doing stuff. Cause I'm sure everybody gets nervous, but they, they, they don't let it stop them. They're just kind of like, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm going to do the thing. You have to step back there, boss. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, like it's 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 uh it's really cool to see, yeah, because like I don't know for for like I've only been in bands for like the last two years, maybe or whatever, and uh, and before that, I was like, you know, that's it might sound stupid <laughs> to say out loud, but I I like it. It was like that was uh being in a local band was like something I was like, damn, that's I really want to do that shit, you know. But I was like, I don't even know where to begin. But the the, the kids now are just like fucking going after it, and it's it's really awesome. Like it's cool as fuck to see, you know. So. Oh, it absolutely is. Again, how else are we going to continue making having this music become prevalent and be as prevalent as it is, continue to grow? How else are we going to make that happen if we're not inspiring the next generation to make that happen or to just see where they can go with it? But you're absolutely right, Kyle. This generation is upcoming is they might be nervous about this stuff, but they're just not letting them stop it. Is Maybe it's because they see what, you know, looking at the past, just how it always used to be where it's like, oh, no, you need to go to college. You need to, you know, get a good job and play it safe. But seeing how many times people have played it safe and have gotten burnt, maybe they're just looking back and thinking, why would I do that? Why would I play it safe and get burnt when I could try something? And if I get burnt, well, at least I went down swinging. That's that's exactly the mentality. I mean, yeah. we, like, you know, like we're not we're not. I don't think we're old, but we're not the youngest guys in the, in the pack right now. But mm -hmm. like the, the, the thing that I've come away with is like, you know, I've been, I've been working since, you know, I was allowed to start working and I can almost guarantee that 
uh, I would, had I had started a band earlier and, you know, done the stuff that say like the guys in Mile End are doing, or even the dudes in Ethereal Tomb who drove across Canada in a fucking car. Like, uh, like if I had done that at their age opposed to now, I'm not like, I would probably still be in the, you know, the same spot. Like we both work in the trades. Like you're going to, it's, it's about how good you do the work that you do. So it's like, you, you can, you can take 10 years to get good or you can take two years to get good. Right. So it's like, you're going to be in the same kind of spot, you know, and I don't know. That's the way I look at it to, to kind of justify just fucking hammering down on it, you know? Yeah. And like, in my experience, I've been in bands for a long time and uh, I got one. Um, but uh, I, and I had like cool opportunities that kind of maybe just like slipped away for one reason or another. Uh, maybe it wasn't the right decision, but um, at this point it's like, why not? You know, like, like take the opportunity. Um, I've been, I've been already doing, doing the work. I've been doing the thing for, for long enough. I'm, like, I, like we talked about earlier, get the walker. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting any, any younger. I might as well try it now. Yeah. It, it kind of like me with the podcast, same thing too. It was, you know, I wasn't getting any younger at the same time. I jumped into corporate America and I thought this was the worst thing I ever did in my absolute goddamn life. I got to find something that's different. And being a musician just wasn't in the cards, but I enjoyed doing this stuff. So I just doubled down on it and went for it. Fortunately, yeah, you still have a full itch somehow, you know? Yeah, unfortunately, still have a full-time job to support this stuff. But you know what? I've been doing this shit for like five years. I still absolutely enjoy doing it. Brings life. And hopefully, you know, maybe in a couple in another year or so, this will get to the point where I can just tell my full-time job. <laughs> Peace great, among man. worlds. Peace among yeah. worlds. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's the thing, is all this stuff it it uh it takes time. So it's like, that's why it's, it is, that's why it is cool to see people who are younger doing it at that age, because it's like, they go through kind of that, that, that slow period. And then when they get a little older, then maybe things start to pick up for them. And, you know, and it's like, they can really kind of experience it at the end of the day, man, they got their whole life ahead of them. Hey, we still got our whole lives ahead of us too, gentlemen. We're, I mean, we might be not, you know, the youngest people in the scene, but we're definitely not the oldest. I mean, oh, no, man. we still got a lot of time to work with. Like you said, you guys started, you know, as a band, like maybe over a year ago, you guys got plenty of time to really get this going. And with the amount of positivity you've already garnered from the scene, from other bands around there, from fans and from some of the songs you've released already, I mean... Just keep that positivity train rolling. You're trying to come over to the U.S. Who knows what might be next after that? You know, coming to the U.S. another time. Coming to the U.S. for the whole entire thing and not just for a small regional run or a weekend run. Touring all of Canada. Opening for Knocked Loose because you guys said, fuck it. We're going to make that happen and do it. It can happen. Why not try? That's kind of the thing, right? You just got to do it. So. You just got to watch that Shia LaBeouf video every day when you wake up and just, just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do it. Man, you might be onto something there. I need that kind of positivity in my life right now. Honestly, just set that as your like alarm clock tone. So also when it comes to Bad Bad, because we've talked about the scene, we've talked about the growth within it and just everything around there. Plus you guys trying to come over the U.S. What else is in the cards for you guys coming up? Because there's got to be more than just trying to get over the U.S. in the spring, which I, of course, I hope it happens. I do want to see you guys play live and absolutely rip apart a venue. But what else is coming up with you guys? Like, I got to know. Well, before before we 
go anywhere or do anything really uh we recorded four new songs in november mm-hmm. um and uh we're in the process of like you know mixes and mastering and all the fun stuff you know but we'll have that out soon hopefully um and then with that you know lots of new shows uh lots of fun stuff yeah i don't know in the lots, immediate, of, in, lots of high life you know? yeah. lots of high life <laughs> in like in the immediate uh I don't know. It, so is we're kind of like in a weird. Uh, we're in limbo right now. Yeah, yeah, we're in a bit of a limbo state. We have a show on Friday, um, that uh, is kind of a neat one. I yeah, think. a little cool hometown uh, mixed bill. We have yeah. like, um, one of my like new favorite bands from around here, uh, Best Wishes. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're headlining. We're playing, and then uh, band Sour Key from Toronto. They're fucking. They're phenomenal. They're so good, but they're not hardcore at all. Yeah. Um. Very more much like alty, uh, you know, reverby, vibey music. And then uh, our friends enjoys who uh, they sound like the Cure, man. It's like '80s movie music. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's sick. It's so sick. And uh, yeah, I don't know that I, we like we're uh, we're pretty amped on that one. So that that should be fun. And then um, yeah, we in... we don't yeah we just like to set our goals like one step at a time one step at a time yeah, yeah. It's like we're just working on this show on friday right now <laughs> yeah like we have some stuff in april yeah we have a couple of things cooking up yeah um but i don't know it's like jonah was saying it's kind of like uh we're in a bit of a limbo stage at this point i'd say but um and like it's kind of we're in like a we we have like a weird like <laughs> setup with like the way that our members are in the band so like um we have we're a five piece but our drummer our drummer lives in vegas he moved away yeah so he's from here but he moved to vegas within like it was like october he moved to vegas (laughs) so basically he moved and then we didn't do anything until november uh and then and um i play guitar in bad bad our other guitar player simon uh just happens to be like one of the best drummers i know yeah he's and uh so when our our drummer zach can't make a show like like recently we've been playing as a four piece and uh, simon plays drums yeah so it's kind of like but simon also plays in a touring band so exactly so we have to work around we have to work around simon's touring schedule and uh and, and zach's Zach fucking here. vegas schedule you know <laughs> like when he's we can pull himself away from the slots for five months you know? <laughs> hey i mean maybe moved out to vegas for the slots for the showgirls for the buffets i don't know what he moved out there for maybe just the fact that there would not snow there that might be the main reason why who knows <laughs> I can't blame him, man. He keeps saying it's snowing outside right now <laughs> literally right on cue i mean i would say the same thing but i'm pretty sure i looked outside it might be just kind of like freezing rain right now i mean there's still a foot of snow on the ground over here so feel a few guys on that one but overall it just sounds like again kind of being in limbo but i like the fact like what you said about the fact that when it comes to like your goals i mean of course there's going to be an overall goal that you guys want to hit but instead of focusing on the overall goal use that as like your guide and build up on smaller goals on top of it just to Make sure that you're hitting everything in unison, in stride with, you know, trying to book more shows with all these different things going around with trying to get new music out there. That's something I'm excited for because, of course, I know you got two songs out on Spotify, four more in the mix right now that are going to be coming. 
I'm curious to hear what you guys are going to be able to do with those songs, especially after listening to what you have right now. Because when I was listening to it, I'm like, every band from the Kane hardcore scene I picked up on, there seems to be some sort of like individuality to to the music. Of course, when it comes to hardcore, you know it's hardcore, but there's got to be a piece that just stands out to me. And when it came to Bad Bet, I'm like, I wonder what that's going to be. And it kind of reminds me of like, you know, you take hardcore, but you mix it with like some like Beastie Boys style influence, just given the flow and the vibe. And I'm just sitting there thinking, no wonder why people like this. This works (laughs) out fantastically. Hell yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just, we, um, I feel like it's all in the attitude, you know? Yeah. Like we just want, we just wanted music that people could like groove to and dance to and stuff like that. Yeah. Like we're just like, we, we grew up on like, like our era of bands in hardcore when we were in high school or just just out of high school was like trapped under ice backtrack cold world cold world early turnstile um yeah groovy shit and we just and we just wanted to like i don't know like keep it kind of following that line like shit that we like shit that we grew up on Mm -hmm. uh shit that we appreciate like uh yeah yeah bands like guns up no warning yeah no warning shout out toronto (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know, like, it's it's interesting because even, even, like, provincially, like, you have um, these kind of, it, it's not, I guess it's not all that different than, like, you know, like, areas in the states and stuff like that, but, like, you know, like, in the West Coast, like, the Vancouver, Calgary, Alberta area, uh <laughs> very very i mean i described it very it's well just like, <laughs> it, i feel like their closeness is like our closeness to montreal but like um like they've got like they've got their like their like west coast style of heavy shit like you know and then like out ontario has from like from my experience from going to shows has always kind of had the heavier kind of vibe and so um like i don't know we we i i don't i i don't think any of us are like uh scary enough dudes to be writing beat down music so we just that's the that's the point you're trying to make yeah like we just we just want it like we're 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 like we like having fun we're like we like groovy shit yeah and they like if if um like a lot of people have have said that like a, a similar a similar uh point to what you had said and uh and it's like yeah maybe maybe we like do sound like we have like this individuality individual thing going on but like it's just i don't know we're doing what we like and maybe we fill a gap in like the local thing or like in the you know we 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 have our space yeah Yeah. i mean like we're not like you said we're not reinventing the wheel yeah yeah just playing like kind of stuff that we grew up on yeah we're, we're just trying to make good tunes and um make them sound like us you know yeah yeah but that's the individuality behind it you guys are making it sound like you guys that's the whole thing yeah, man. I, I mean i mean yeah. i mean think about all the bands that are out there right now i mean not only within hardcore but just all over the place a lot of these artists are just like amalgamations or combinations of bands that they like and bands that they grew up listening to or influenced by and that's happened for the dawn of, since the dawn of time 
because new genres and new styles don't just prop up because someone just had it already in them when they were born and just brought it out. No, they were influenced by something that happened prior. Elvis was influenced. Elvis was freaking influenced by gospel music. I mean, yeah. I mean, how does that come out of that? It just happens. Like that's I what happens. Ozzy coming out of the womb, like. <laughs> Fucking eating a bat. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne coming from the womb, eating the head off a bat, singing Mr. Crowley. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. I mean, take a look at, I mean, Sabbath, like Sabbath when Ozzy was in there, they weren't making music like Ozzy necessarily would a little bit later on, close to it. But then you take a look at as time goes on. You got to the new metal style of stuff when you had Limp Bizkit coming out, Linkin Park. Then you had like you had Slipknot in there as well. Now more people are breaking off of that. And metalcore ended up becoming a bigger thing. You had other places in hardcore that were coming around. And now bands are coming out and doing different things like what Bring Me the Horizons doing completely off the, off the wall. What Sleep Token did in 2023. Definitely. Like that, that's, a, that's another great example of it where it's just as time goes on, we take all these other influences that just absolutely hit us we put them into our own creativeness and that creates a whole new individualistic sound whether it's something that's more consistent with what you guys had grown up on with more of like this groovier moving but hardcore sense of style yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna be brought out there but at the exact same time it's gonna have that individuality because there's gonna be pieces of music and pieces of influence that you guys have that other bands from when you were growing up didn't you're hitting the nail on the head with that one. I I, I think uh, I think uh, oh he's got a better explanation than we got, man. <laughs> just just you could use that explanation. Be like, okay, we're gonna cut that up. That's the explanation we're gonna go with, and we're done. <laughs> I'll just we'll have the tape recorder. I'm just gonna send that to people when they ask. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, go and do it. I could give you guys a freaking write up if you guys wanted to be like, okay, this is what we're gonna go with. I'm just gonna transcribe this. Literally send it to everybody, and we're gonna work off of that. Yeah. <laughs> forward, You're- forward, forward. You're hired. <laughs> I'll take it. It's better than my full time job. I'll take it. <laughs> well, guys, I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. Are you guys ready for it? I hope so. It is the same question I've asked all the Canadian hardcore bands I've brought on the podcast. It is the question that you guys have been mentioned on at least three times, maybe four or five. I don't know. But between the two of you, can you guys give me three bands in the Canadian hardcore scene that you want to shout out and get more people to listen to? Let's do two each. How about that? And then. Yeah. Yeah. So five total. Yeah. So you go first, man. Okay. So, uh, Best wishes. I know that's probably one of his. Yeah, we we mentioned them already. Best wishes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, who else? I, there's a. You've had a lot of the bands that we would say already on here or already have been. Mentioned. I would. I would say Reality Denied. Oh yeah, Reality <laughs> Denied for sure. For sure. Insane yeah. band. Um. Pure, hundred percent, hundred percent pure. Yeah, like those are our brothers. Wait, does it have to be only Ontario bands, or is that a Canadian? Oh, I said Canadian. It doesn't just have to be Ontario. Okay. Uh, fucking Deadbolt. Fucking. Oh yeah, Bruiserweight. Bruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, Seth Cross Yeah. Crosscheck, uh, Juice from Vancouver. Uh, fucking Second Nature. Uh, dang. We gave you way more than three. Yeah, we gave you a <laughs> You guys gave me like eight or nine at that point. And the one that stood out to me the most out of that, I'm going to be honest with you, is Reality Denied because they have been mentioned as many times as you guys have. Oh, man. They're sick. And they're really nice dudes, too. Yeah. Like uh, Andy, uh, who plays guitar in that band, is the guy that recorded our 
our shit. Yeah, he's he's the guy who produced our uh, our promo and the new uh, the new EP coming out. I've been trying to get them on the podcast too. I haven't gotten a response from them, so that means one thing: I got to try harder. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, it might be hard. It might be hard. I, I think I don't know their I don't know what their Instagram situation is like. Sometimes they're sometimes they're there yeah you might have to send a messenger pigeon <laughs> if i gotta send a carrier pigeon you know i'm fine with that that's just classy or use the pony express why not um, you have to revive that thing man <laughs> uh, i mean i'll be the one freaking riding the ponies all across canada <laughs> That'll, that would be like i'd get on the news or something and be like what's he doing he's going to deliver a message to uh canadian hardcore band reality denied why don't ask why he's, just he's, wait he's going from uh milwaukee to st Catharines. <laughs> Well, what, well, it's like, well, what does he have with him? He's got a message, himself, a bunch of ponies, and a shit ton of Miller High Life. That's that's for us, though. <laughs> half of it's for me for the ride there. The oh, other half man. is to give you guys half. when I get there. Half. Yeah. Wait, do you guys got those 40s of Miller High Life down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't have those here. <laughs> well, now you guys, I know you guys got to come to Milwaukee. I told you what venue would be the perfect one for you guys, so... Now you just got to make it happen. Is it called X-Ray Arcade? X-Ray Arcade. Oh, man. I'm checking it out for sure, man. Perfect. Well, guys, as we bring this episode to conclusion, I always like to give my guests, which is both you guys, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the episode. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, check out Core Progression Podcast. Uh, fucking <laughs> ch- check out... Uh, uh, Check out, uh, yeah, I'm terrible on the spot. All right, man. Uh, what up, Cole, man? Uh, yeah, shout out the rest of our band who couldn't be here. Um, shout out Zach in Vegas. I'm sure he's playing Fortnite right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Go to shows. Fucking start a band. Yeah, and, like, start a band. Go to shows. Uh, mosh as hard as you can uh, while you can. It's yeah. not going to last forever. Yeah, that's. Don't that's, tell that's, me those, that. Those knees give out real quickly, man. <laughs> Hey, my knees are still going strong, man. I'm not stopping until I have to stop. No, you keep going. You go double hard for both of us, man. <laughs> that ain't that ain't impossible for me, man. I always do it. So I just go hard for everybody. I love it, Go man. hard. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's time for this episode with three specific things. First things first. The guy, these guys just plugged me with their shout out. So now it's time for me to plug them. When it comes to Bad Bet, find out where they're going to play. Find out where you can go get tickets. Find out when new music is coming out. Find out where you can listen to the music they have right now and follow them on social media. Go to Scripture the Podcast where it says Find Bad Bet Online. Links and labels for everything are going to be there for you to get involved with the band. I'm doing all the searching for you. I'm your own personal Google on this. Don't let me down. Don't let Bad Bet down. Go follow them now. Now it's <laughs> time for number two. Gentlemen, when I have guests in the podcast, that I enjoy on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise. It's a way for me to say thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time. I wish to continue to support the band in the future. And I cannot wait to make this one because it is perfect. When. It's a when. Because that implies that this is going to happen. We just don't have a dare time yet. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, I am going to find whatever you guys are in, whether it's a van, car, truck. I don't care what it is. I'm going to knock on that door. You guys are going to open up that door. And I'm going to have a case of Miller High Life for you and say, here. My man. It may only have 23 beers in it because I may have one in my hand. No, 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 no. Scratch that. Scratch that. I'll give you guys the case. I'll just have the 40 in my hand. Hey. (laughs) 
So that's how we're going to do it. And now time for number three. As we bring this to a conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because guys, this was way too much fun. I got to bring you that case of beer. I got to see you guys play live. And I would love, love to you guys in the podcast again in the future. I do not want to have this be your only time here. So this cannot be goodbye, my friends. No, 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 no. This is, I'll see you later. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Well, folks, that was my interview with Kyle and Jonah from the band Bad Bet. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I I really enjoyed this one, not going to lie. And a lot of my reason for enjoying it was based off of how they were talking about the Canadian hardcore scene, where they talk about it as how big of a family it is. And they keep expanding on that, talking about how the inspiration that what they're doing, what the rest of the scene is doing, is inviting younger kids to enjoy it, get into it, and be inspired to start trying to do something creative of their own. Now, it's not going to be for everybody doing some creative. We know that. But for those kids that want to try some of this, this is the inspiration that they need. And this is the environment that is going to create that and help them try that out. Because there's probably a lot of things you want to do. Like, take, use yourself for example, Tino. Close your eyes. Think about this. Was there something in life that you absolutely wanted to do that you thought, I really want to do this, I want to give it a shot, but you never went for it because maybe you played it safe? I understand that. I understand that. But if you're kicking yourself for it and you always want to try it, but now you regret it, think about that. There's a lot of us that probably have that. Some of people, you know, maybe you've actually went out and did that, and I applaud you for it. Myself, though, I mean, I still work a full-time job, which sucks, but to support this whole entire thing. I love doing this podcast. I love connecting with other artists and getting to know more music and bringing it to you guys as well. This is something that just feels that creative drive for me, and I found it, and I'm going for it. The fact that they've created a scene and that they're a part of it that is fostering inspiration and hope for the next generation of musicians absolutely incredible so go follow them by going to the description of the podcast which says find bad bet online links labels for everything are there so you don't miss out on a single minute of the action when it comes to bad bets music also make sure you follow along the corporate rush podcast made subscribe right down here on youtube and you can subscribe on spotify podcast iHeartRadio, and amazon new episodes of podcasts every single tuesday and thursday and on youtube you can watch the friday reactions as well make sure you hit the like button or a heart on the podcast or thumbs up on the podcast episode helps pushing the algorithm i want to thank bad bet i'm bringing you guys the highlight when you come to milwaukee on that note that's you guys thank you for watching listening to the chord progression podcast my name is kevin and you guys know how i end every single one of these episodes with a big healthy and hearty see y'all